Hello folks, this is David Shore again for Corruption of Child Protective Services. Now, as you can see, I am free as a bird. Now I'm going to explain to you why I have to see law enforcement. And it does involve CPS. So here's my story. My story goes, and I have told this before, and I'm going to say it again. This starts on December 19th, 2007. My son and my daughter, they were getting ready for school. My son was in his room watching Transformers Armada. Him being autistic, he was about 13 years old. 13, 14 years old. Well, I had a funny feeling just leave, have him stay home. Strong feeling. But I thought, you know, Christmas is coming and they may want to spend time with their friends before they go off for Christmas vacation. Well, little did I know the situation that was a transpire. If you think CPS was at their school, you would be right. CPS was at their school. A Kenneth Downs CPS investigator, who I will say right now, is, well, uh, he got his bonus. Well, there was an allegation made from a teacher, Mrs. Ivory. Didn't like my daughter. Didn't like the fact that she needed extra care. My daughter is moderate mentally handicapped. As I said, my son is autistic. According to Mrs. Ivory, she called Indiana DCS and claimed that my son molested her. Well, he said he did it in the shower. Her mother was in the bathroom with our daughter when our daughter was taking her bath. Apparently, my son was dancing in the shower, which, if anyone's had a bear claw bathtub, you know what that means. That's about as slippery as they come. Well, I asked, should I be there? Mr. Down says, oh, no, no, you don't have to be there. I got a phone call. That's how I know this. Well, from my daughter's school. Well, there was another call. It's from a South Bend police detective, Galen Pelletier. He says he was interviewing both my son and my daughter. Well, guess what? Once again, I said, should I be there? He says, nope. Well, I'm going to bring, put this short and to the point. CPS took my son at his high school, at Riley High School. But he was placed at Madison Center Hospital in South Bend, Indiana, now Oaklawn. His supervisor at the South Bend Police Department said, hey, look, he asked him, hey, could I put him, Scott there, because Scott was autistic. His supervisor said, okay. Scott was sent home. Actually, Scott was sent at Madison Center because I gave the verbal approval. Kenneth Downs, on the other hand, when our daughter was sent home, before he did, 
did, he came over to the house, asked a few questions, and then came back, left. He never checked the upstairs or anything. Two days later, on the 21st, our daughter was taken at the Juvenile Justice Center. Apparently, she number one, she was not allowed to be in the courtroom at my son's initial hearing. Now remember, he had not been charged with anything. So we go in there, it was a family court. I'm hearing my daughter, I start to walk towards the door and this big deputy sheriff stands right in the middle of the door. Get out, our daughter's gone. I think you know what happened next. That when we had a meeting in the basement, meeting room, our daughter was taken because her mother and I were yelling at our daughter to recant her story. Also, it did not happen. For seven months, we were visiting our son at the Madison Center under supervised visitation and also at the Family's First Center, also under supervised visitation. Now here's where it gets interesting. On July the 15th, 2008, I'm driving a truck. I was a truck driver at the time. I was in Arkansas. I get a call, and it's my wife at the time. She's excited. She's saying, we're getting Emily back. We're getting Emily back. That's my daughter's name. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa slow her down. Says, I, she called her, her daughter's case manager, which happened to be Elizabeth Arena. She asked Miss Arena this question. I can remember it like it was yesterday. When are we getting our daughter Emily back? Now remember, now remember that. Said, oh, have you had your family counseling session yet? Said, no, we have not. Oh, DC, Ms. Arena said, DCS dropped the ball. I'll get you an appointment. Any of my listeners ever heard that one before? Well, during the seven months, my son continued to state he did not do it. I tried to explain it to Judge Peter Nemeth. He did not want to hear it. Well, he did what's called a forensic body language lie detector. To an autistic child, you will get either inconclusive or guilty. My son, he would move around and stuff. He would not sit still. I now know he had autism. Back then, I didn't know he had autism, but now I know he had autism and attention deficit disorder or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Well, my getting back to this, my wife at the time, on July the 22nd, 2008, she went to the first of what she thought was going to be two family counseling sessions. Because Ms. Arena saying, oh, there's no problem or anything. You know, have these two counseling sessions. Emily will be back home in no time. At the end, 
of the counseling session, she was told we would have no further contact with our daughter, Emily. When, because my wife at the time called me. And so I said, well, why? Said that accusations were made against me that I had molested my daughter. Well, I think you know how the rest of this goes. Please want to talk to me. I think I'm doing the right thing by talking to them without a lawyer. And I've always told you to do that. But this was back in 2008, where I didn't know what I know now. Well, long story short, after being intimidated by then-detective Tim Lancaster of the South Bend Police Department by him slamming his fist down. I will tell you what that is. What I did or said to make him do that. I had asked, he's kept on questioning me. He wanted me to take a lie detector. Now, they told my son when he took his polygraph that he had failed and he had failed it miserably. When my results came back, they said that I failed the polygraph and I failed it miserably. Notice how CTS is consistent in this. Now, mind you, when they took my son out of his school, they did not have a warrant. They did not have a court order. I could have told him, no, I don't want him at Madison Center. I want him home. In fact, I believe I had said something to that effect. And the detective says they want him either arrested or placed at Madison Center. They did not give me a third option. Well, the statement was that I said after the second interview on July 28th, after I took the polygraph, and he told me I failed the lie detector and I failed it miserably. I said, Detective Pelletier, Detective... Lancaster, you do realize that my daughter is moderate mentally handicapped. This is on the interrogation tape, which I have a copy of. He's, there was a desk, and he slammed his fist right in front of me, saying, I know she is moderate mentally handicapped. He left a piece of paper and a pen or something. Can't remember. But what I do remember him saying is, you know, sometimes people, you know, repress memories. Why don't you just, I'll leave you alone and whatever comes to your mind, you know, you write it down and then when you're done, knock on the door. Now, folks, the only thing is after that, I felt bad for one incident. What's that incident? Well, I'll tell you, I assisted my daughter when she was eight years old with her bath. Now remember, she is moderate mentally handicapped. She was ha still having issues with bathing herself. Now I'm a truck driver. I'm gone at a week to two weeks at a time. Her mother was more in charge. This is not about me blaming my ex-wife. This is about me blaming the system. Well, because I said I assisted 
her with her bath and that while washing her legs, I briefly touched the vaginal area, pulled away, washed her hair, and then let her finish. Helped her dry off, helped her get dressed, and sent her to bed. This is what the detective did, and this is where the read technique comes in. He said, so, do you know that it's wrong to touch your daughter in a sexual manner? Up to this point, have I said anything where I was sexually aroused or anything, or I did it for sexual gratification? No, I did not. So naturally, I just agreed, yeah, you know, it is wrong to touch your daughter in a sexual manner. So he then proceeded, so you touched your daughter. And I nodded my head, and you knew it was wrong. I didn't answer. He had me get up, place my hands behind my back, put handcuffs on me, and charge me with child molestation. From July 28th, when I was arrested, up to January the 29th, when I was convicted, I met with my public defender, R.V.R. Howe, which is about as worth as his tits on a boar, stating I had evidence, log books, where I was at the time. We had family and friends willing to testify. My public defender said, we don't need any of that. It is her word versus your word. That is what he always told me. On July 28th, oh, and how they got this is my daughter was watching a commercial on parents talking to their kids about sex. My daughter has not been one to be, you know, shall we say, a quiet one, shy. She's always been one to be right out there. Well, her foster mother, Pam Wisman, and Pam, if you're listening, I'm telling this story. And my daughter knows the truth now. Well, she said that our daughter asked, are parents supposed to show their children about sex? And she said, no. When they went to go pick up Pam's Wisman's child from some sort of sports practice. She asked the question again. That's all she did. No medical examination, no nothing. Didn't even look at the medical reports before making a report. I was convicted with no evidence, hearsay evidence, the state didn't even try getting reports, even though CPS, DCS has a policy and procedure to actually give the evidence to the state. I was convicted, sent six years. I have to register for life because they say they put me as just a sex offender. Not offender against children because the DOC even recently sent me a letter saying I am not. 
The reason I'm doing this is to give you the information so what happened to me does not happen to you. Does not happen to somebody you love. This is what CPS has come down to. Men being accused of doing this when they didn't. Men who can't even assist the mothers with taking care of the children. Do you now understand? Do you now realize this is what men are afraid of? This is the truth. This is the reality. They hear nightmare stories. I know a guy, friend of the family, their daughter, he was accused of molesting. The mother, the father, every member of the alleged victim's family said it did not happen. He paid $10,000. He got an eight-year sentence. The state would not drop the charges. And I wonder if Indiana DCS has anything to do with it. Jamie Johnson, you may have heard of her. She fights for families just like you. This is a good example that uh, the justice system and CPS doesn't care. What happened? Last I heard, the state took her children. Why? Because she had the courage to defend families like you. She has the guts and the determination to continue. They can't destroy individuals like me and Jamie Johnson and Connie Reguli, who is a lawyer, and Kenneth Seaver. They try silencing us. They're going to try silencing you. But you know something? They can't as long as you don't allow them. Now, if you stop listening to me, I will completely understand. But know this. I know the truth. And in a future episode, I will play the exact interrogation tape. Specifically the one where I am a suspect. So you can hear the truth. There is something going around where they claim... Someone's claiming that I confessed. Well, that's not exactly true. I told you that that is what actually happened. It's up to you to decide. And yes, I'm outside. Someone's got a uh, loud exhaust. So, I've given you this information and let you use the information. That's all I ever wanted to do. Give you the information and then you take it from there. So, there were no um, breaks or anything. You deserved to hear this. Am I still fighting it? Of course. State of Indiana even if you have the evidence to prove you didn't do it, they will not admit it into evidence. They won't allow anything. They will violate the Brady violation, Brady rule. They will violate it just so that their percentages 
are high. If you do anything for yourselves, not for me, learn the law. Learn what CPS can and cannot do. Then use it to your advantage. Let the system know you will shove that shove there. You'll do something. I'm trying not to say something that would be considered an act of aggression. Just do something that will leave an imprint in their minds. After all, like I keep saying, they're your children, not the government's, not CPS's. Well, I'd like to thank you. Thank you for letting me tell my story. Hopefully, the people that are listening now will understand. But who knows? This is David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services. May God bless and protect your families.